What's up, everybody? Very special version of the podcast today. It's just me today. And we're going to be going over everything for the FNCS Globals in Copenhagen. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Make sure to leave a review on wherever you're watching, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. I hope you've gotten tons of value, lots of good conversations, and only more to come. But let's get right into it. I'm going to tell you everything that we're going to cover today, and then we're going to go through it. It may take a while. I may ramble on about certain things, but... It's just to help you guys understand where my head is, what my expectations are. So going to give you my general thoughts for the event. We're going to talk about if you're in Copenhagen, what are some things I like to do? Then the meeting of this event, some storylines we should watch out for. We're going to go for a format recap because this is different than any other tournament we've had. Teams expected to reach the day two, or I guess it's technically day two, uh, day three on the finals, which is Sunday, because we have a, a new upper lower bracket and then a finals on the Sunday. Teams that I think are going the teams I think are going to win it and the teams that I think are supposed to do well and will do well. We'll go go over some surprise picks, talk about some different regional things. We've had a ton of new signings as well. So just gonna go over some of those, some new players and teams that jumped into the space and some that are still to come because some have yet to be announced and we've heard about those. Lastly, just going to cover some overall expectations and what I think may happen after the event, and we'll kind of go into much more than that after the event. We'll do a post-analysis as well. If you guys like this episode, make sure to comment or let me know on Twitter, at Somebody's Gun, uh, if you like the episode, because then we will do more like this. But let's dive right in. So general thoughts going into the event. This is the biggest Fortnite event we've had since the World Cup. The FNCS Invitational last year was huge. This is even bigger. This is on a stage like we have never seen before. The Invitational was a little wonky with players and teams not fully getting invited based on where they finished. This team, the structure was set at the beginning of the year. And now it continues throughout the entire of the year. And this is the culmination of one year's worth of some amazing Fortnite. So I'm really excited to see how this turns out because this is arguably the greatest Fortnite lobby we will ever see up to this point. Hopefully it only continues to get better. Uh, we saw the loot pool that got leaked and then it was wrong and then it was fixed. So basically, it's just the current loot pool that players are playing with in tournaments. We know that there is Siphon. FNCS is the only thing left with Siphon. Hopefully, that doesn't continue and we get Siphon in all the game modes next year because I personally do not like playing the game mode with Siphon. And lastly, I think this is huge for the general like media consumption of Fortnite. We haven't had an event at this stage, and it seems like last year there was a lot of other global events going on during the Invitational. I think Rocket League, Apex, uh, Rainbow Six all kind of had like big events going on at the same time. I'm pretty sure this weekend is just Fortnite, so I'm interested to see what kind of like media outlets pick this up, what kind of attention this gets in the global media and outside of just like traditional gaming esports media that would have covered Fortnite anyway. Uh, we just had the trophy released. Uh, I leaked that. Shout out to the media team at Epic Games. Really appreciate them sharing that. So let's just take a look. I think it looks sick. I would have liked this to be a little different than the trophy last year because it just looks like a gold version of last year. Still made by Sforsky. 
Svarsky, Svarsky, I don't know. Anyway, it looks sick. If you guys are listening on like Spotify or Apple, uh, there is a version on YouTube. You can see this. It is worth taking a look at. So it's gold and diamond, which is beautiful. And we'll see. I mean, it in itself looks like a very expensive trophy. So I'm interested to see what team gets to hold this at the end of the day. I'm so excited to see that. That that trophy hold is a moment we all remember Cami and Seti last year. We'll remember whoever wins this year. So beautiful looking trophy, really well done. Um, would have liked to see some uniqueness, but nonetheless, I can't hate on this because this in a vacuum, I would have thought would would be awesome. So you know, getting a little little sassy because I like I like new things. Anyway. So let's dive into some of these storylines. First of all, I think the biggest one is some of the top contenders. We have Queezy and Vino versus Cami and Seti. These two, ever since last year, have been going back and forth. We heard Queezy talk about it on the podcast in a previous episode where he pretty much said, Seti told him he wouldn't talk to him if they killed them at Invitational off spawn and won the tournament. So there is some stakes. It does seem like the beef is kind of heating up. We've seen these players get a little feisty back and forth Um, earlier this week or last week during the duo cash cup. We saw uh, Queezy and Venno get landed on by Cami and Seti just kind of going for it and, you know, talking some smack back and forth. But I like this. I really like players kind of showing their emotion, getting excited, and getting ready to kind of face the top competition. And both these teams, in my opinion, are two of the top three or four teams in this lobby. I would expect them very much to be at the top of the leaderboard. We'll talk about that later. But this is the big one going in as far as like the big, big rivalry between two specific teams. Now, There's always going to be other things, and I think for the general population, we're going to have EU versus NA. That's kind of always been at these big lands, the primary rivalry. We have all the EU fans saying, oh, EU's the best, we're the best, blah, blah, blah. And then you have NA saying, no, we're the best, we're the best, Uh, screw you guys. Um, Overall, I think it's, you know, fair. I I think both. Both teams, both sides, both regions have a fair point. Recently, it's been the EU boys that have won this. At first, it was Booga showing everybody was good. Um, But at the same time, you know, now it's time. We've been far enough into this. The teams need to show up. And I think the players understand that they're repping more than themselves. And maybe some of them don't. But I, I think at the end of the day, you have to prove that your region is better and Hopefully some of the smaller regions get involved in this too, because I, I always love a little more smack talk than less, as long as it's kept to like, you know, there's a one to 10 of smack talk. I think going to like a seven, maybe an eight is okay. Once we get past an eight, you know, you, you start calling people like, I don't know, we're not going to go there. But once you start getting to a certain moment, certain level of smack talk, it goes too far. Um, and hopefully we see like a a five, a six smack talk between some of the players, some of the regions. I think it'll be interesting because we don't have that day to day. Now, the other big storyline that I'm looking for, and this is going into like the overall meaning of this event, because 
arguably the person that wins this event could be considered the greatest Fortnite player of all time. I think they will be considered the greatest Fortnite player this year because this is the culmination of the year. So I think there's some exceptions. Maybe a couple players haven't really proved themselves enough to say they've been the best this year, even if they win it. Although you could argue the other way. Nonetheless, we could see a shift among the GOAT conversation within Fortnite. Obviously, Boog and Taysen to me are like, top they're the only two i think are currently in the conversation besides them there is kind of two others that creep up there one is going to be queasy the other one is going to be uh epic whale i think both of them are kind of near the goat conversation but i don't think they're in it yet and i think if they either wins this event that puts them into that conversation just because they've won a bunch of fncs's now they've won a global land and they've done everything necessary to put themselves on that level. Now, if Booger or Taysen win, I think either of them solidify themselves as the GOAT, at least at the moment, right? And now you can have a lot of fun conversations that come with that, but they have to win this event first. So that could shift things, right? Then we have the smaller regions, and we have to look at like which of these smaller regions are going to perform well. Historically... It's been two regions. Asia has done the second best of the two, of the smaller regions, and then Brazil or South America has done the best of the non-NAEU regions. And I think that'll continue here. I mean, Pegazine, Quito's finished fifth at Invitational. Zeet and KBR, they finished right outside of the top 10. I believe it was 11th at Invitational. They were in the top 10 during day one, had a phenomenal day one. And then Zagu and Maram also had a really good day one uh, from Asia. So first two teams were from Brazil. Next two are from um, Asia. I think that will continue. Zagu is a player that I have very much faith in to be competitive in these events. And then I also think uh, Pegazine and Quitos continue to play phenomenally a lot of the brazilian teams to me look like they're going to be able to move on granted not everyone can so we'll, we'll see exactly where that winds up and i think it'll come down to a lot of like drop spot management where people are able to land um so have to see how that works and then last storyline i'm looking at here is we know one of the players is playing solo because his teammate was dis disqualified because he was a Russian citizen. Uh, Curb was his duo was disqualified. The rules state that he is going to have to play as a solo, but now an Asia player is going to also be playing as a solo. So Wixie is a player that qualified for Asia. Curb or Kirby, I don't know, it's Curb 1, K I R B 1. Um, he is currently playing as a solo and there's a chance that you could play together. I don't know. Based on the rules, they can't. Based on the rules, they're both going to have to play as a solo. But maybe Epic makes an exception. I don't know if they even can speak a common language. So that would be really interesting. If neither of them can even communicate with each other, how does that work? But I don't know. It'd be interesting. Hopefully, I would much rather those two play together than have to play as two individual solos because I don't see either of them qualifying out of the bracket stage if they're able to. All right, now let's go to a format recap because I'm talking about the bracket, talking about what is going on. So let's take a look. This is from a blog post at the beginning of the year. This is how this is all going to break down. So we have three days of competition 
First day is upper bracket. Second day is lower bracket. Third day is grand finals. I'm just going to call it finals because we don't need to throw a grand on. It's just extra words. Day one is all 50 teams that qualified through FNCS. The top 25 duos are going to be moving on and playing in finals. The bottom 25 duos are going to then play again on Saturday. So it starts on Friday. That's upper bracket. Saturday is then lower bracket. Lower bracket will have the 25 teams from last chance. And then also the 25 teams that didn't qualify on day one. Again, we're going to play five matches. So both bracket stages are only five matches. Then the next day on the second bracket day, lower bracket, those teams are going to compete five matches, top 25 move on. So we got 25 duos advancing on day one, 25 duos advancing on day two. And this does give a advantage to the teams that qualified through FNCS. Although I don't really know that it's enough of an advantage. I feel like it's kind of strange that half the lobby on day two um, is from last chance. That's a lot to me. I would have liked to see that be maybe 10 duos. And I don't know. It's weird. Queasy and I talked about it during the qualifiers. I also talked about it with Bizzle in, in the previous uh, podcast. If you guys want to listen to those conversations, they're available. Um, it feels weird that we just played a year's worth of qualifiers and then we're playing a qualifier right before the grand finals event. So I hope this works out. But then on Sunday, the last day, we'll talk about finals. It's only six games. It's strange that the entire year, pretty much all of competitive history, the final stage is a two-day, six-games-each-day format. I think it's okay in some aspects, but I also don't really like this. I love to see teams be able to make adjustments, be able to... VOD review come back better on day two. I think some teams are phenomenal on day two. They do their homework. They come back strong and they do their work. Now, I don't know. I don't get to choose this. So ultimately not my place, but um, it is what it is. Hopefully it all works out. There's no problems. Now let's talk about the prizing. Obviously we looked at the trophy and let's look at the cash because there's a lot of cash involved. Four million bucks in total going to this event. First place gets a mil, so 500 grand a piece, US dollars, 650 for second. And you guys can read the, the rest or find it if you're listening to this. Everyone that has qualified to this event makes at least $4,000 or 2000 a piece. All of the prizing from this point out, I'm going to talk in total and just know that it's split between a duo. So if you qualify to the grand finals, you're going to get 10 grand. That is a solid upgrade, almost double what you get for qualifying. So 50 teams will get 10 grand. The bottom 25 teams will only get four grand. I say only, but you get a free trip to Copenhagen, Copenhagen. You get a week in a hotel. It's, it's way more than that. Um, first place huge i really like the kind of breakdown of this the only thing that i would complain about is i wish it like further broke down after ninth place because 10th to 15th is all the same amount of money i don't think those are the same 
as far as what we're going to see on the leaderboard, I think 10th and 15th are very different as far as like performance base Then 16th through 20th is the same. So I just wish it was like 10th, 11th, 12th, like each place kind of had increasing money amounts that came with it based on how well you did or how poorly you did. So teams, I don't know. I, I just, there's obviously a difference on the leaderboard. So there should be a difference in the prize pool distribution. Um, now let's look at scoring. So we have a 65-point victory royale. So 65 points for the Vic Roy. Start getting placement points at 25th. And each elim is 4 points. So if I pull up the calculator real quick. 65 divided by 4. That's 16.25. I think it's pretty even, pretty solid balance as far as elims for uh, 16 and a quarter elims equal the victory royale points. I think that's pretty solid. We also have mid-match objectives. So forecast, forecast tower is three points. And rift island is going to be 15 points. So just some more points that you can gain. I think that rift island is going to play a huge factor. I mean if we look at any leaderboard. 15 points swung either way is going to be huge. Plus we know there's additional loot that comes with that. So interested to see how exactly that plays out we know there's already a ton of teams that love to play for that but even there's teams that haven't shown their hand likely are going to go for it as well and this is for both day one day two and day three both brackets both the finals all the scoring is the same um and that's pretty much it so let's uh take a look we have all our qualified players, this is on the competitive.fortnite.com website. If you want all this information, it's really nice. It has all this together. So I'm going to go major my major. I think that's just an easier way to look at it, and we can kind of talk over the various teams. Uh, major one, granted, I'm going to put some... I have bias. I think everyone has bias. And... I will be showing bias during this because I don't watch as much other region Fortnite besides EU and NA. So I'm ignorant. I want to get that out there. I'm not perfect. And I hope I'm wrong because it's only better for Fortnite. It's only better for the game. If other regions continue to compete, that being said, middle East and OCE have historically not shown up come big events at land. So Based on historic trends, I'm going to say that continues. Now, like I just said, I hope it does not. I really would love to see a team perform very well from one of those regions. I think it only makes the game more intriguing. It shows players in those regions they can compete. Nonetheless, got that qualifier out of the way. Major one, Mustache and Tayson. I think they are one of the best teams. Let's actually look at a drop map. I'd rather do it this way. Mustache and Tayson landing over here at the North Slap Factory. I think they qual. I mean, Tayson easily should. Um, we're just going to actually look at this instead of going uh, qualifier by qualifier. That's dumb. So if you guys are listening, I'm looking at a drop map. I'll talk through what I can, but ultimately I can't talk through everything. Um, now when we see some of the teams and some of the areas that are going to be more contested center of the map is super conned center of the map is going to be crazy. I think it's going to be really hard for some of these teams, especially contested to do well. Some of those teams that I think should do well 
but are going to struggle because they're contested. Apollo Sphinx, Vanyak Karmi. Um, those are the big ones. I think Re- Ritual could do well. I don't know how exactly they've been doing recently. And I think one of the big things that comes down to is like, how much has these teams played? How much practice have they put in? Are these teams constantly grinding? Are they playing scrims? Are they looking for the ability to get better, understand the meta? Have they figured out things that other teams might not have? I don't know. I really don't. Um, We'll find out on game day, especially because it's only a single day format. You can't come in unprepared. The teams that aren't prepared aren't going to do well. Um, So let's talk through contested POIs first. Kanata Agers, Thomas Malabuka, both teams arguably the best in the region. Um, Kanata Agers just won their first FNCS. Kanata won his first FNCS after qualifying to every single one. I think that would be an awesome story to see him make it. Um, and I think between the two days, both these teams will qualify. I, I Unless they both don't qualify on day one, then I think they both don't qualify on day two because whatever happens on day one, I think these two are going to continue. They're pretty adamant in the way they play Fortnite, although a lot more on the line. They could figure something else out. Trulex Chicho. I think this is an easy qual team. They've been playing so well as of recently um, doing the most of everything and just look like a good team. Trulex, so unappreciated as a Fortnite player. He doesn't necessarily win all the tournaments, but he consistently plays as well. To me, he's Kanata of EU. Like, pretty regularly a guaranteed top 10 in FNCS, but because he hasn't won, not considered one of the greats, he's not as bodacious and outgoing as a Kanata, so less spoken about, but still one of the great players. Uh Taysom Mustache, Trulex, Chicho, I think, are going to be two of the teams playing in there. And we'll just stay on this right side of the map. Yamzo Rise should qualify as well. Excuse me. So we're going to go ahead and use this. I'm just going to put the teams in the top 50 here. So that way I can keep track of what I'm saying. And shout out to Blaze from Elite for putting this together. So Taysom Erstach, Trulex Chicho, Yamzo Rise. Those are our first three. We get 50 teams, so it's going to be a lot. Let's go back over to our drop map here. Now, staying on the right sides, we have Nutty and Gaberza from Brazil contesting Buga and Threats at Sanguine Suites. I think there's more than enough loot for these two to split this. And I think Buga, more than anyone, understands how to play this as just a general lobby. So very much expect a Buga qual. We will throw him in there. Buga Threats and Ager Sphinx, as well as Malabuka Thomas, I think. All those teams will qual. Um, and going back to our drop map. Uh, I don't know anyone from Brutal Bastion. We'll come back to this. I think that may be a conversation later. Then we're going to stay on the right side. Bolts and Thoric. I don't know. I feel like this is a, probably a day two team. A team that qualifies on day two. Um, and I think they're better than... 
49 other teams. I think they should qualify, so we'll throw them in there. Then, before we switch back to that screen, Anand and Suns, I am very skeptical skeptical that any team out of Naughty Nets is going to do well. I think Anand and Suns have a chance, but ultimately, Bolts and Thoric are going to be gatekeepers of them. And I think they've done a good job gatekeeping whoever lands down here. Um, so you kind of have to hope uh, Bolts and Thoric qualify on day one, so that way you could clear some space, be able to qualify. Uh, Queasy Venom, easy. So let's go ahead and throw a few of those teams in there. Queasy Venom. Where are Bolts and Thoric? There we go. Source and Yumi, I think, is another team that will qual. Throw them in there as well. Source is kind of like that new guy on the block that I think this is kind of a, a coming out party for for him and his duo. Yumi, Yumi's been pretty solid for a while now. All right, then rotating around, we got Acorn and Cold contesting Vico and Pink. Again, these are two of the best teams at the moment in their respective regions. I think they both could do well. I don't know if they both will do well. Um, I would be hard-pressed not to see an Acorn and Cold on finals day, but ultimately that might happen. Um, I'm going to put both of them in because I feel like they'll be able to figure something out in this. Although Vico and Pink, I would argue, are the better off-spawn team. I think between the two days, both these teams will be able to make it. So there are... It's 11 teams. We're about a quarter of the way there. Let's see. I think King and Phaser out of Brazil. That's a team that's been playing really well. We're going to throw them in. I think they are pretty guaranteed and... Well, I, I want to see Cal Gamer and Seven Man perform. I just don't see it happening. Um, maybe the off-spawn works. Maybe they do win off-spawn, but I don't know that they they do better than that. Camiseti, Datus, and Stain. I, I think this is, for me, with my bias, obviously, uh, I think Cammy and Seti, easy qual. Um, where are they, though? Am I blind? Here it is. They weren't in order. All right. That's another team. Uh, I think they are one of the best. And Bucky Ocus, dogs. I, I think this team easily, not easily, but they get one of the Rift Islands, and I think they will have probably two good games out of the five. But I think their highs are so high that two good games will qualify them. And I think during the last FNCS, they showed themselves, well, they showed themselves they shouldn't play like bitches like they did at the beginning of last FNCS. I think they outthought themselves. And then on day two, they said, fuck it, let's play the game like we know how. And it worked out really well for them. So I expect them to come into this tournament playing like they want to play rather than being afraid to play how they should play. 
And what I mean by that's playing aggressive, going for Rift Island, going for their caches. This is a team that is very momentum driven. And I think that will continue for them. Cooper Miro, yes. Vanya Carmi, Polo Sphinx. I think all those guys in the middle. Polo Sphinx, Cooper Miro. Where is Vanya Carmi? Wish I could search. Oh, here we go. I think both those teams are good enough. Even if they're splitting loot, I think center of the map so strong. They'll make plays and they will get Rift Island between the two days. So expect for them to continue it. Um, I do want to PH Zin, Quitos. I think that's one of the teams from Brazil that will do really well. Uh, the other team, Frosty and Way, I think they'll come in prepared. Peppo and Zagu, another team that I really expect to do well from Asia. Um, we have two teams, Clax, Wixie, and then there is Curb One and Firehunter. So allegedly Clax isn't going to be playing. We know Firehunter is not going to be playing. So these two are going to be playing solo. So I don't expect either of them to qualify. If they play as a duo, still don't really expect them to qualify. But who knows? I mean, anything can happen but I highly doubt that they're coming into this without having played together. I don't even know if they could speak to one another. All right. Um, if I have to, I'm going Suns and Anon. I think they're the best team out of OCE. I'm very hesitant to put any team in from OCE because, you know, uh, they just haven't performed at these events, but we'll see. Um, Nan's a good kid, able to meet him, really hope to see him do well. Uh, just look at around the leaderboard or not leaderboard, the drop map, Dukes and edgy pink Kyrie. This is an area of the map. I think is, I think all these teams right in the middle of this map are going to have problems. I think they won't have enough time to do what they need to do, which is loot, establish a position and then get surge tags. I think they're going to be caught in the weeds. And honestly, I'm going to say that none of these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams are going to qualify out of here. A team that I do think pretty much every team in the area, I think is going to be able to take good advantage of this. So like a Robin and Axe force, I think that's going to be a team that goes in and bullies those people in the center. So we're at 22 teams. We're getting there. Um, Zagu already put in repulse Jace. I think there's enough loot. I mean, we could see how much floor spawns. Someone's going to be able to get the vault. It's a lot of loot in this area. Um, now going up top left QNDX rapid. Don't really see it happening. Um, every time that I've seen a granted rapid had to play with, uh, I believe it was Andalex or Kanata last year. It was a fill anyway. I believe you played with Analyx because then Kanata played with Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rapid played with Analyx, did not perform well. Granted, that duo didn't have the experience playing together. Nonetheless, don't really see it happening. I uh, do want to give, I think Muzz and Paper right now are playing like the best team in North America. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that just because I'm trying to hype them up. I think that's just what I've seen. I think this team is phenomenal. They will continue to play well. And that's that.
Then some other teams, Gragas, Chari, Pingu, and 916-Gon. Don't see either of these teams doing well. I think Bryce and Chubbs, if they can handle the pressure of this lobby, can do very well. They are a solid team. They will perform solidly if the nerves don't get to them. I don't know enough about them to say one way or another. And I think that could be said of almost every single duo in this lobby. So I'm saying this for them, but that's also my arrogance or not arrogance, ignorance, because I really don't know them super well. So let's, uh, I'll, I'll save that for later. Now, Baca and Pars, while this says they're getting contested by Misha and Tini, I am led to believe that Misha and Tini are going to do a similar strat to what they did during the last FNCS and land in random spots, pick people off. And I think Misha and Tini will qualify doing that as crazy as that is. So we're at, what is this? 22. This is 25. So right now this is our day one qualifiers. If we look at the day two map, I think we see a lot of teams that are going to be coming in that also can perform well. I think Giannis and Reason stand out as... Let me let me double check before I say that. Yeah, yeah. They stand out as the best team in this lobby to me as far as name value goes. Peterbot, Byla right up there as well. I think both these teams are going to do phenomenally well. Um, so let me put them... I'm just going to put this in a separate column for you guys watching. Just know this all means the same thing it's just for me to understand 25 day one 25 day two who's the other team oh peter bot by the where are you guys here we go so the first two teams that i think qualify um looking at the day two map there's going to be pretty much no one in that chaos besides curb and then han and vasky i really like han I think he's a great player. I think he played really well day two at land last year. Um, so I think the nerves, him and Vasky are going to do well. Let's put them in. I think they'll be completely all right. And a lot of this, as much as I want to like break this down, a lot of this is going to be determined who performs on day two based on who performs on day one and where the open space is. Certain teams are going to switch up. So while this map says it is what it is, ultimately I think teams are not going to be landing in these areas and going to be figuring something else out. Now, there isn't really anyone else that stands out to me like as a must-qual. If I look at Shattered Slabs, we already have two teams contesting this, and then we have Death and Tahi coming in the next day. I don't see that going well. I think if Cammy and Seti can qual and then Fatch and Pam Stu come in the next day, that will work. Also, super bias, big fan of Fatch and Pam Stu. I think they'll do all right. Um, if I'm going to pick any Middle East team, probably going to go FHD and Hero. I think they will come through. Honestly, I think we'll get two of those teams that come through um and i think adapter and fks will be the other one just believe that someone has to do it not not that like i, I that's poorly worded 
I believe there are a couple of teams in the Middle East that will do well enough is what I'm trying to say. And I think FKS and Adapter are one of those teams. And then the other team, obviously, is FHD and Hero. Plus, if we look at the map, highly, highly doubt Queasy and Venno play on day two. So FKS and Adapter should be able to get the bottom of the map. We also picked a bunch of those bottom map teams to do well. This is probably a team that everyone wants me to talk about. Clicks and Epic Whale. Well, I think them qualifying for finals and doing well would be good for the game and good for the competitive atmosphere in total. I don't know that I see it. I don't know that this team has what it takes. And I don't know that Mega City is really that good of a POI. Now, granted, there's going to be teams that have to do well and have to do poorly. We'll come back to that because I think they're a team that might not do well. Um, just be given circumstance. They have five games. Everyone has to remember you only have five games to qualify if you are coming through last chance qualifier. So makes it much more difficult. That being said, Quanti and TK, that is a team I expect to qualify. I would expect the Slap Factory to be fully unconned after day one, and then all these teams coming in on day two will refresh it. Vortex Belusi should have this by themselves because, as we know, it looks like Wixie's playing by himself. So expect Wixie just to go grab something random. This entire piece of the map, let's see. Who's landing over here? So someone will be able to get this. Don't know exactly who it is. I think on day two, I'm putting Bryson Chubbs in there. I'm disrespecting Dukes and Edgy, so we'll throw them up there as well. Blaha and Mixon, where do they land? I feel like they're a center map team. Am I wrong on that one? We're just not seeing this. Are they a day two team? And I'm. Oh no no no! They're up here. Uh, I think this team's good enough. They've pretty pretty regularly shown consistency at a high level. So expect them to do well. Um, Mr. Savage Vadil. This is kind of like the clicks epic whale of EU. Although I do think that they have their spot down, their game plan down, in a grand finals lobby a little bit better. So we're going to throw them in. I do think this is with uh, an asterisk, I would say, because if Suns and Anon don't qual and they're contesting at 90 Nets, neither team is making it out of there. I don't think you could be contested at 90 Nets and make it out in a five-game lobby. So let's continue to roll. Gripe and Flixie, I think this is a good team. Uh, kind of like up-and-comers, not really anymore, but like this year they have been. Uh, I think they've shown enough. Vortex, Belusi, and the Frizzy and Howie. Are they a day two team? Doesn't look like it. All right, I will. Where are they at? 
here somewhere. I'm struggling to find people here. Alright. Anyway. Um, I'm going to do a lot of this now on name value. And I apologize for that. But I simply don't know enough um, about all 150 players in this lobby to make educated decisions. Uh, I do think we'll see a couple more Brazil teams. So uh, Nutty and Gaberza, especially if they get unconned after day one. We'll do well. Darg and Raru. Uh, I believe this is GTE Dog, who used to play in NA, is over in uh, Asia right now. I may be wrong, but I believe that's what it is. They'll qualify through on day two. Now, Snazy, Poldesai, Rolls, and Clown, I think, are too good not to qualify. They'll find a way to make it work. Lucy and Steno. They're a north side team, aren't they? Oh, they called last chance. Did they? Bro. Oh, yeah, here they are. So they play that same Bolts and Thoric split. I think that'll be another place that is fairly open. Again, if they struggle, they will have problems. Um, I really am being biased towards the middle of that map. I think some teams are going to have to qualify. And whether or not I'm right or wrong, well, that's up to me. So, I get to make the rules. I want to see Senate qualify. I don't know that it happens. I also do want to see Clicks and Epic Whale in there. I think Alex and Worthy are a really good team from OCE. Going to put Sorif in there as well. Uh... Deguera and Persa, I think, are another solid team. Now, this is showing my bias towards the Asia and Middle East regions, but hey, sorry, I can't watch all that Fortnite. We get three more teams left. I don't think anyone landing over here is going to do well. Sorry, Snazy and Potosai. Again, another team with Gotago probably watching them. Good for the game. Don't see it happening. Uh, Death and Tahi. Eh. I think Ritual and Reek can find a way to do well two games. They're like a hot and cold team. So we'll throw them in. Let's give a um, QNDX Rapid. Where is QNDX and Rapid going? I, uh, zone never pulls that way. Zone is like almost always going to the eastern side of the map. But let's, let's say they get a couple of zones. We'll give them one. And the last team, now, granted, I'm probably wrong on some of these, and unfortunately, some people have to come out. Bully and Shadow, I feel like Bully have been playing really well recently. Going to give him the nod. So this is our 50-team finals. Now we'll just move some teams to the top five. I think there is little to no, not no discussion. I think setting Cami. Easy, easy, easy top three team. And I, I don't say easy like it's actually easy. Um, but I think it's easy to put them in the top three. Queasy Veno. Booga Threats is another one, especially if they get this whole place up in Sanguine unconned. Gonna give them some nice rotates to the south through this water. I think they'll be alright there. Um 
I want to go Rise Nyamzo, but this is a team that has struggled in big time moments, and I don't know that in the biggest moment that they figure it out. So not gonna put them in the top ten. Taysom or Stash. I gotta give it to them. I, I think if they're able to get North Slappy Uncon, they will figure it out. Slappy tends to trade surge from both sides, so I think that's a huge advantage to both teams. And I'm gonna put one more team that is not NA or EU, and that's going to be where's Pegazine and Kitos. So I think that will be our top five. Not in that order. Arguably, it could be any of them in first place. But I think these teams will be able to figure it out. Now, as far as top ten goes, I think Rise Niamzo, Trulix Chicho, Acorn Cold, those are pretty solid to me. I want to go Cooper Miro, but I don't know. I haven't seen an Atlanta. Uh, we haven't seen Cooper on land. I think that will play a factor, and Miro... Last year didn't do so hot. I don't know. That 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 might just be me overthinking it. Um, then I think we'll see a team out of the day two qualify. And if I had to pick, I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll probably see another team from a non- NA or EU region come through. Who is that? I don't know. I really don't, guys. This is tough to, like, pick teams. I think a Vink, Vico and Pink. I almost called them Vinko. That'd be a pretty cool name, though. Vinko. If you guys need a, a name, go Vinko. Then I want to go Polo and Sphinx. So we're, we're going to go a People Clip and Zagu. Top 10, even though it's not top 10. And then the rest of these, anything after top 10 is kind of just up in the air. Now, I don't know how much everyone's been practicing. I don't know how much everyone has prepared. And ultimately, six games, a lot of things can happen. The teams that are conned are going to perform poorly. Teams that are unconned typically are going to do better. So, granted, one team could get fed 12 elims off spawn and win every single off spawn and that's just how the tournament goes we will see them in the top 10 that's kind of my project projections as far as the event um but for top five i think pegazine kitos taysom or stash Buga threats seti cami queasy veno that is the top five favorites i think coming into the event rise yamzo true like chicho acorn cold vico pink polo sphinx and Peppo and Zagu are the teams that I think could kind of finish right in that next tier. There will be other teams that get in there. There's no way I get all these right. Nonetheless, it's all right. Some surprise teams uh, that you know may not have that big name value. I think a Quanti TK, Bryce Chubbs, uh, Gripey Flixie, Gripe Flixie, another team that could surprise, Blotch of Mixon. Um, a source in Yumi, another team that I think could do well. Uh, Misha Tini, I think this could be good for them if they're able to do enough homework to do what they do. Just be a very strange duo that causes problems for teams. So those are kind of the surprise teams I would look out for. I think Baka and Pars could do well 
as well. Um, I just don't think they would be really a surprise anymore. So let's go over now that we've kind of done our like projections, predictions for the event. Uh, let's go over some players that joined some new orgs, a lot of mix up, basically all the players trying to get signed, all the teams trying to get some representation before this event. Uh, the big one is going to be Monaco Esports picked up a ton of Brazilian talent. So A-X-A-D-S-Z, don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that said. Edson, Gaberza, and Zeet. All those players have been picked up for the event. Um, don't believe all of them have qualified. Nonetheless, they will be there for Copenhagen uh, representing Monaco. And then we had a, a weird situation where Reno from Become Legends pretty much put out a tweet saying, hey, me and the ownership had a disagreement. We don't come to see eye to eye on things and because of that i'm going to be stepping away and then the following week we see mixin carmi and vanyak all dropped left whatever it may be they're not on become legends anymore so to me that says exactly what the disagreement was reno's like why would we get rid of them right before the biggest event in fortnite or if they weren't signed through that time someone did some poor math and didn't sign them the correct amount of time um, or they couldn't come to a new agreement based on qualifying for this event. So that is what it is. Mixin is now on Twisted Minds. Carmi is on Legends Esport. Uh, Twisted Minds is out of. I believe it's a Middle Eastern org. It's Saudi Arabian. There we go. Um, and then Legends Esports is based out of Qatar. So a couple of teams represented. We've seen a lot of representation from Middle Eastern teams getting involved in Fortnite. Obviously, they already have a ton of Middle Eastern talent, but now getting involved in other regions, including Twisted Minds, also picked up Sphinx. Sphinx has been looking for an org. Happy to see him get it. Um, rejoined Agent Gaming. That was earlier last week, and he's another player from NA. Guild picked up Blacha at the end of September, and then Chicho recently, a couple days ago. Click said that he was signing to a new org. We haven't seen what org it is. My guess is it's FaZe. They're going to have the FaZe Epic Whale and FaZe Clicks. Um, I don't really know many other orgs unless they're paying him way too much money that it makes sense for could also see monaco do it the way they're spending money nonetheless we still have to see how that turns out um has yet to be announced what exactly it will be we do know that i believe it was last thursday or friday i think it was the sixth so whatever the players names were in game that is what they were going to be locked at. So last Friday, whatever Clix's name was in-game is probably whatever his org is. So if anyone is, has Clix on his friends list, go take a look. See who is in front of Clix. And yeah, go for that. Um, that goes for all these players. So we're going to see a couple of other announcements, I believe, over the coming days. But 
They should all have been completed before then. Otherwise, they're not going to be represented in game. And I think that's a solid cutoff. A week before the event starts, you have to be solidified. Um, and if you're an org, that's all on you for not getting that done. The last one uh, that we're going to talk about, even though there is a few more, I'll, I'll just read a couple of them quickly. But less notable one to me is Thomas HD joining Heroic. Uh, it's a CS org based in Denmark, so only makes sense for Thomas HD, arguably the greatest Danish player of all time, to be signed to a Danish org to represent the org in Copenhagen in Denmark for the biggest Fortnite event in the world. I mean, Thomas, hey, you got to put the country on your back, though, dog. Got to do it. Uh, we'll see if he's able to, and it'll be interesting. So I have just this up. We have a few other teams. Uh, NSTAR picked up a couple of people. Who was the big one that I was trying to mention? Uh, uh, Giris or Gragas. I don't know exactly. G13RAS. Then we got Vasky joining ETP or Entropic. Uh, Fanagin joined Arcadia. Vink. Uh, Jew joined Swift. Swift picked up a couple of players. Jew is the notable one. Uh, that's JUU. And then just a, a few other signings that happened throughout the week. Uh, Teeny, or I guess last month, Teeny joined Evoza. A bunch of the Russian-speaking players joined. It's F-T-O-Y-D. Don't really know exactly what that is. Uh, we see Ritual left. Honor last month. Again, I just don't know how exactly you don't have your players signed through this event. Um, Reciprocal joined Prodigy. Nah, not really notable. Sorry, just reading through some of these, seeing if there's anything of note. Nah, I think we're good. I got all the notable ones. Thought I did, but just want to make sure. Now, lastly... Let's just talk about my expectations for the event, what we kind of expect going into next year, and a little bit of wrap-up. If you guys have any questions, if I said anything, you're like, what the hell does this guy mean? Go ahead, throw it in the comments. Uh, DM me on Twitter, at me on Twitter, at Somebody's Gun. Went through a lot, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. Last year, the FNCS Invitational one was one of the most listened-to uh, podcasts, so I hope this is enjoyable once again. Uh, my overall expectations for the event, though, I do think this will be extremely meaningful for the Fortnite community. Um, community, sorry, my voice cracked. I've been talking for almost an hour. I think the event will be awesome. The players will have a phenomenal time, and I think the event itself will be really good for the morale of Fortnite. I think coming out of this, we'll see a bunch of players motivated. Um, I do think the unfortunate thing is we won't really have anything until next like February because that's just typically how FNCS works. Um, once we get through the big event at the end of the year, end of January, earliest, likely February or March is when the next competitive season will start. We know it won't be December because Fortnite typically takes its break. just doesn't make sense to put FNCS next year. Um, do you think we'll have FNCS? I know people saw the 
problems or layoffs, I guess, not problems, uh, at Epic Games and kind of expected things to change. And while I do know that a couple of people from the competitive team were let go, I don't believe that is really going to affect anything. Um, and I, I think we'll continue to see pretty much what we saw this year. I think Fortnite is going to see that this is a good driver of interest towards the game. And ultimately that's what they're trying to do. Um, they want people to play the game. They want people to buy skins. They want people to buy stuff in the shop. And I think, this event will do that. The Fortnite or the FNCS skins for this event are sick. Uh, I think they are the coolest skins they've put out so far. And um, I think Fortnite's going to do a good job marketing them. Hopefully they continue. Probably see a few ads for the skins throughout the tournament. Um, and ultimately, I expect next year to be if not bigger, the same, but I think will be slightly bigger next year as far as like the big event at the end of the year. Um, that's just my opinion. And just to, to wrap up expectations while I'm, I'm still here ranting for you guys. Um, I think it'll be awesome. I, I don't see as much as I may have a problem with the format, I don't think it leads to the best event possible. I think the practice has been subpar. I think none of that will matter come the tournament. And I think everyone will still have a great time. Um, I think the viewership will be great. I'm not going to put a number on it because it doesn't freaking matter. Um, yeah, I think whether you go to the event, whether you're watching at home, whether you're a player, just a fan, all of it will be awesome. I think the event will go off really well. Um, and that's generally how I see things going. Hopefully that's correct because I think everything will go well. And uh, whether or not we have a similar thing next year will be determined, but I think we will. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's where we're at. I, I do believe that this is a great event for the players themselves to put a stamp on where they are in their careers. Uh, the players that are able to do that and solidify themselves among the best. I really hope they're able to use that. Uh, we talked about this on the Fortnite podcast with monster and Panda, but you know, news outlets in local countries also love to cover this kind of stuff. So if you're a player that has won, you know, several hundred dollars, several hundred thousand dollars, might want to reach out to some local news stations, try and get some coverage. Use this event to boost yourself and your value and your career. Because really, the goal should be one, to perform really well, but two, to make this a long career that you can make a ton of money from, have fun, be successful, and enjoy. Um, and I know it's not that easy, but that's what I, I hope these players do. Just take advantage of it. I hope to see some great media coverage of it. I will be tweeting as much as I can during the event. Um, haven't said this publicly, but if you're still listening at the end of this podcast, we're about an hour in. Um, I'm about to have my first child, so it could be that I don't even really watch the event. Or I'm chilling at home with my baby girl and we're hanging out watching Fortnite together. 
just taking care of her. So we'll see. Uh, I hope everything works out. I can watch it all. I can enjoy the event. Nonetheless, things happen. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoy the event. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know at somebody's gone on X and please leave a review. Really appreciate it. Hope to get some more guests in the coming weeks. Probably won't be scheduling something because like I just told you guys, I've been ready for my child and I don't want to have to bail on somebody. So after invitational, we'll get some things scheduled and uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been the FN story, a little preview of FNCS global championship. Have fun at the event guys. And Oh, one more thing. I have a sick guide of what to do in Copenhagen. Might be too late for you guys if you just left, but check that out. It's on X. It's on my profile at somebody's gun. See you guys. Peace.